Hello and welcome to CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. In this CX Conversations, I'm going to be talking about how to meet and exceed millennials expectations in fintech. As per an Economic Times report, fintech startups dispersed 65% of loans to millennials below 30 years. In contrast, private sector banks dispersed only 27% and public sector banks only 11% of its loans to millennials under 30 years. Clearly, fintechs are doing something right for the millennials. To talk about how fintech startups are meeting and exceeding the millennials expectations, I have with me the founder and CEO of Slicepay, Rajan Bajaj. Slicepay, which started as Buddy and later rebranded, is the credit destination for India's youngsters who are unserved by banks. Rajan tried three different startups within 12 months before he he hit the home run with Slicepay. Interestingly, each of those startups were focused on serving young students or professionals. Before starting his entrepreneurial journey, he worked with Flipkart and Walmart earlier. A graduate from IIT Kharagpur, Rajan always had a desire to start his own venture. Indeed, as a young founder, he understands the pulse of the new age millennials, and I couldn't have found a better person to talk about this topic. Rajan, welcome to CX Conversations. Thanks for making the time. Thank you, Vivek. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks, thanks. Let's get started. I'm just curious, Rajan. Looking at your startup journey, I realized that all your startup attempts were targeted to young consumers in the age group of around 18 to 25. Can you talk about why were you focused in that segment only? So, Vivek, uh, frankly, this was not some carefully thought through strategy. This was the only customer segment that I understood really well. When I started up. i was this 22 year young guy who was just out of college and i had no clue what i'm doing i had gotten this credit card recently and i used it to purchase a phone for my for my mother on emi uh, i was i was i realized that i was one of those privileged uh, folks who have this uh, credit card facility available to them but most of the people in that age group don't have access to credit card and just before this when i was in college there were many times that i wanted to buy a basketball shoe or i wanted to buy something else but couldn't because i didn't have access to emi i thought to myself if this is given to others in this segment we can do so much good and that that was what led to slice pay so i was 22 and this realization that most of the people in this age group are unserved uh led to uh, starting up a slice pay uh, the, the another reason is that the single most important thing when you are building a product is to get uh, at the early stage is to get to a product market fit and you get to that by creating something that customers really love I was solving a problem that was my own and building something that I would really love to use. That's probably the reason I was solving for this particular segment throughout uh, my initial few uh, months of trying different things. Great. And just curious, Rajan, did you also try reaching out to the banks for uh, some EMIs, EMI options for for your purchases before you thought that okay, this is actually a problem? Uh, actually, yes. uh but the surprising thing is most of the banks don't even have a customer like me uh when i was in college as a customer uh, that they want to market to or this customer is not eligible for any of the policies that banks uh, allow so i was not able to get any access 
Yeah, the, because the first thing they would ask is, show me your salary slips, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things that happens. And, uh, you know, we have completely removed that uh, as part of the slice pay application. I hate, uh, you know, for someone to be giving their salary slips to get approved for this. There's so much information now available. You can easily use that. Wonderful, uh, Rajan. That's um, that's interesting. And millennials are very different customer segment. They uh, They've grown up in a world where internet connectivity is a given. Additionally, they are tuned for instant gratification thanks to Facebook and Instagram. What has been your biggest challenge uh, in meeting the millennials' expectations? Yeah, that's absolutely true. When I was in Flipkart, I saw customer communication very closely. And you are right that the segment that we are going after at SlicePay is a whole uh, other level when it comes to expectations. So that's there. Uh, Usually what I've seen is these customers expect the same. Uh, but they expect the same things to happen at 2x or 3x speed. So they would want you to solve the same problems in a similar manner, but they want you to do it much, much faster. They want you to be much more aggressive at what you're doing. Uh, So first principle for us is that customers want that you come true on the promise with which you brought them on board at the first uh, place. Second, if you do something extra, even small, such as a nice animation when they've just transacted and it makes them uh, get that uh, uh, small happy moment, they really love you for that. We do both these things together. We do multiple things that don't scale to solve for these two things. Our focus uh, is that uh, we don't do anything uh, that screws up the experience of the customer, the basic experience that we have promised. And then on top of that, give these small happy moments to our customers through product that makes them remember us, make them love us. Okay, that's interesting. And has there been any other challenges that you faced while dealing with this uh, customer segment? So one of the things that you mentioned is that they want things fast. And uh, obviously for instant gratification, you've probably built some uh, nice little UX experiences in your app. Has there been any other challenges in in dealing with these uh, millennials? Once, uh, one specific challenge uh, related to our industry is that we cannot give uh, credit access to everyone. That's just a fact. Uh, so when as a young customer, uh, this is the first time you're, a finance, you're using a financial services product, you get to this experience where you realize that you're not going to get access to this product right now because we are also a young company and we cannot go about giving credit to everyone. That's a big surprise. And we receive a lot of uh, customer feedback on that uh, whole journey. So you mean that your customers get upset when they are denied? Oh, absolutely. They are very upset. (laughs) And what do they do? So they'll come back to us uh, trying to understand the reason why this happened. We will explain them about the reason. We'll also explain them about the fact that we are a young company. They'll be very insecure about it at times that why their friends were able to get uh, access of SlicePay and they are not able to get. And they'll just overthink that. From our perspective, it's just the way our uh, scoring works. So there are thousands of parameters that we are analyzing. And uh, sometimes this happens that even your friend has some you know, two or three parameters which are similar to yours but you might not get access to credit immediately. But we don't decline any of our customers. We keep all the customers in a wait list. And as we become more mature, as we have more understanding of customer behavior, we keep uh, giving access to more and more customers to start using SlicePay. That's interesting, Rajan. And I'm, because you guys are in this space, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be in the customer segment that you're targeting. 
I'm just curious, what is it that your customer segments or people in, in that age group could do to make sure that their their credit score or, or whichever parameters you're assessing them are, on are uh, good? Yeah, very good question. Uh, this is this is something that a lot of customers ask us also. Uh, they want to understand how can they build a good credit uh, history for them so that when they uh, are uh, when they have the capability to take a car loan or a vehicle loan or they are buying a home loan, they have a very good uh, credit score so they can get uh, lower cost uh, interest and uh, larger loan approval. Uh, something some some of the things that work uh, for this customer is obviously first is you repay back on time. Second is that you don't utilize the whole limit that you have been given. You use it with some prudence uh, and uh, maybe you're 40%, 30% utilized, but you don't utilize the whole limit. Another thing is that you don't take multiple uh, credit products. Uh, of course, for the segment that we are serving, there are not multiple options that they have, but uh, it's better that you don't take multiple uh, products, even if you have uh, options. Uh, we do a lot of customer education as part of our onboarding, which leads to a funnel drop for us. But it's very important from a customer experience standpoint, because if this customer uh, finally ends up getting a bad score, then they are very unhappy with the slice pay experience. And we don't want that. So while uh, there's an expense of losing out on some customers because of the initial education that we do, we go ahead and do it because of the long term uh, customer experience advantage that it gives us. Interesting. And while you were saying that, Rajan, I was also imagining because this is a age group which is still uh, in the early professional years of their life or, or in their student age, do you see that their parents also intervene in, in this decision making of theirs? So one of the biggest proposition of Slice Pay is that you want to be independent as a youngster. Uh, again, I'll go back to my uh, my own own experience when I was in uh, when I was wanting to buy a basketball shoe or I was buying a phone for my mother on EMI. I couldn't have done those things uh, by involving my parent into that decision. So when I was buying the phone, I was actually earning some money, but I still wanted to do that on an EMI so that I can repay back over a period of time and not spend the whole amount right now. And that's that's the feeling that most of the customers who come to SlicePay are using SlicePay have, that they want that independence. So having that factor of independence is important for them. That's awesome. So I can imagine that customer feedback is an important building block for you as well. Now, can you share how you use customer feedback at SlicePay to assess whether you're meeting your customers' expectations or not? Yeah. So we have, we're doing a bunch of things uh, internally to make sure that first we are able to uh, build processes around uh, using customer feedback. There are two things that we do in particular uh, around the way we have structured our teams. One is that we have a product ownership structure uh, for all the different sections of our product. Uh, so the, it's the responsibility of the product owner to make sure that uh, everything is happening perfectly in their product. And if there's some uh, shit that hits the fan, then they are supposed to fix it as soon as possible. Second is that uh, we have combined our growth and CX team together. So there's no separate CX team as such. Both growth and CX team work very closely with each other. The philosophy behind this is that if you can give a very good uh, customer experience, then your growth automatically happens through word of mouth. We live in that age and this is that customer segment which where you know people want to talk about nice products with their friends uh, all the time 
So if you can give that good customer experience, then your growth automatically happens much faster than any of the other channels that you have. Yeah, and it I, I can imagine that that it would also add to the virality factor. Absolutely. So the thing that this team does, the second team does, is they work very closely with the product owners to ensure that the customer feedback that is coming to us, it's being prioritized in terms of action items uh, by the product owners and just to make sure that everyone is aligned and on the same page we are listening to the customers these two teams then work closely to make sure that we deliver on these action items nice nice i was just going to i mean my next question was going to be around how your teams stay on top of your customers expectations are there any tools or uh, principles or processes that you've built inside at slicepay that that enables your teams to stay on top of your customers' expectations? One of the things that we learned early on was chats work really well with our customers and chat combined with outbound calls is very good. So what we have done in our customer experience team, whenever a customer reaches out to us for an issue, there are a couple of folks as part of a team who are responsible for handling a customer. One guy will be answering the customer over chat and the second guy can make calls to the customer in case there is an issue which can be handled better over a call. But this will be an outbound call. So this experience combined helps us in two things. One is from a resource standpoint, we don't need to build multiple channels for our customers to reach out to us. Second is that we are able to serve the customer with the kind of satisfaction that they expect from us being a, a new age finance company they are able to interact with us in the mode that they prefer, which is chats. And at the same time, they can resolve their issue very quickly because we have outbound call system. That's that's incredible. I think bringing that proactiveness in reaching out to your customers when they are facing a challenge and they reach out to you via chat and when you kind of get back to them over call, I'm sure it would be delightful for your customers. So Rajan, I can imagine that a lot of your customers' experience is also tied with the specific features and how the entire process of onboarding your clients into SlicePay is, right? Could you talk about that and, and share some insights on what you've learned through that process as well? This one is very interesting. We have learned a bunch of small things over the course of last three, three and a half years, which are, which are very minor but very intuitive and it has a big impact on customers' behavior. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, the credit card statement that you get today, uh, it's very confusing for many customers, uh, but it has remained the same throughout uh, the last uh, few decades. Uh, customers are not very sure when they're looking at the statement, where did they spend the money? Uh, customers are not really sure whether uh, they have spent uh, more than they were expecting in this particular month. So we have made this whole statement experience very simple. With one click, you are able to come to the app and you can check uh, the amount of spends that you have done in this month. And where have you spent those things? Which kind of categories you are spending? So you can control your expenses. Second is that in the statement, uh, we build some feature which allows you to look at the location where you made that spend. Many of the times, many small shopkeepers, they will not have their uh, popular brand name coming in as the transaction uh, merchant name also. There'll be some private limited name that will be coming. And you'll just keep scratching your head when you look at your statement. Where did I really spend that uh, money? I love that because this happens with me so many times. I'm looking at my statement and when I sit down, I mean, when I'm sitting down with my accountant, I'm, like, I'm having a tough time recalling where was this expenditure made and, and finally I'm 
realize that okay it was a petrol pump or something right and it's such a you know consistent feedback from all our users but what we just did is we just listened to them and went about and uh, you know build this particular product and people just love it uh, second thing is when you get your uh, when you do your transaction on slice pay we send you a push notification again a very basic feature but uh, when the customers receive this push notification we have seen that a majority of the customer actually click on it and they want to see where did they spend they want to land on that uh, good looking ui with animations which gives them a happy uh, moment uh, a small happy moment that they, you know they did this successful transaction they go back and then they look at their total expenses from this month these are the kind of uh, things that we uh, learned when we were uh, you know from the job and when we were listening to our customers customers really like these products so one of the things that we recently did uh, to uh, to apologize to our customers who faced a bad experience and once we fixed it we sent a handwritten uh, note to all of these customers with a small goodie a chocolate uh, or something like that and 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 that just started as an experiment by a bunch of folks in the cx team only Uh, and uh, now we are uh, you know regularly doing it every day i'll have three or four letters that will come to me for signatures i'll be very happy to sign those things and then we'll just courier it to our customers and the kind of positive feedback that we are getting from a one star experience with some customers who were blocked on certain transactions and we fixed it they were at four star experience now with that letter also going they understand that we really uh, care about them and you know we are spending a good amount of time uh, to uh, to get back to them on the kind of experience that we have given them and we are really sorry for that and they have uh, you know that experience has now become certainly five star for them that is amazing i love that i i can imagine the amount of delight that your customers would have when they receive that letter and and the fact that it is handwritten i mean who does that in in the <laughs> in today's digital age yeah yeah thanks to one of our uh, interns who does that everything for us yeah that's great great so time for some rapid fire questions rajan are you ready okay yeah all right so which business leader do you follow and what have you learned from him or her follow a bunch of them uh, if i have to name one naval uh, because he talks about both business and philosophy both the areas which i am very interested in uh, i think one of the recent uh, piece of wisdom that i got from naval is that you should be doing things that you are uniquely uh, best at and i really relate to that so he says that if you're building a business you should be building something that uh, you are uniquely good at doing uh, so you can uniquely imagine that problem uh, statement or you can uniquely put yourself in the uh, place of the customer and maybe no one else is trying to solve that problem and you are the best position to solve that problem because once you solve that particular business problem then you have created a unfair advantage for you okay that's great so this is uh, naval ravikant from angelist right yes wonderful yeah so my next question is which is the one book you would recommend someone and why when i was starting up i was reading this book called titan uh, which is a biography on rockefeller and uh, i learned a lot from that book uh, especially the persistence and the focus that you need to build a very large business So I recommend everyone to read that particular book if they are starting a business or managing a business. Wonderful. Um, what was something you learned from your customers that you'll always remember? Okay, this comes from again my experience at Flipkart. Early on at Flipkart, we used to spend uh, money on uh, 
to customers uh, with a token of apology when we have done something wrong and sometimes we would do that before even solving their problem first we realized uh, after some time that uh, if we fix the problem of the customer first even if we don't send that token of apology in terms of some uh, gift card on purchasing on flipkart the customers were much more satisfied compared to us spending a token of apology and then solving their problem later or not solving it so this uh, learning that customers actually really care about that you just solve their problems they don't care about your apologies they don't care about anything else that you do with them if you just fix their problem they are much more happier uh then uh, you know you try into anything else to boost the customers this was a very uh, interesting learning for me and it will stay with me forever wow that was amazing rajin with that we've come to the end of this podcast i would like to thank you once again for being a part of cs conversations uh thank you vivek uh, it was really nice to have had the chance to share about uh, our journey thanks rajan it's been a pleasure hosting you and to all our listeners this is vivek signing off from cx conversations until next time bye bye